1: Tomorrow, and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then.
0: Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Is there a bit of bias here, do you think? Oh,
1: a million percent. Of course.
0: Hey everyone and a big fat welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and
1: welcome back everyone. We've had a little couple of week break and we're feeling fresher than ever aren't we Em?
0: A little hiatus that's right but we're back and we're ready and it's (laughs) gonna be great. Now let's kick this off with an awesome shoot your shot shout out because we've all missed those and they kept rolling in. You know, our break didn't stop them. Our legacy is long lasting. So this week's Shoot Your Shot shout out goes to Lisa. Lisa says, thank you ladies for the podcast. I was leaving one interview after another, just feeling like a failure. This makes me sad, but I just got the call. I think what really helped was focusing on creating the stories, our classic storytelling, And I took the time and space to ask if I can talk a little about my background and I wasn't afraid of being personal, which I was in the past. I love this because we always say they like seeing some personality, you know, making a little joke. And if you're hiding something,
1: it comes across like you're hiding something. Like if there's something that you don't want to talk about, you know, that energy you can pick up on.
0: Totally. And she said also remembering that I'm there to tell them everything so they can make the best decision. That mindset shift that we say about, you know, it's as much about you working it out if it's the right fit as it is them checking you out. So we love that she's gone, here's my success and here's what I think helped and how you can also get success. We love that. If you want
1: results like that and you've got an interview coming up, you want to help kind of breaking down your stories or even figuring out what some good stories are from your career, that's where everyone struggles the most, working out what their best bits even are. I do one-on-one interview coaching sessions to help people prepare. I have them available at short notice so you can book in the day before or two days before your interview. And I chat to people all around the world. So check it out at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching and that gives you all the information.
0: If you liked one of our episodes used a tip we sent you or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry slide into our dms and you could be that person next month and speaking of which this episode came from someone requesting this episode so ask and you shall receive we're always so inspired when people ask like hey i'm
1: moving and i need a new job and how do i do that great well now we're going to do a whole episode about it
0: yeah so as sarah just teased This episode is dedicated to how to get a job when you're moving cities, states, or even countries. This is some universal advice, so listen up. Firstly, a question to ask, do you need to move before your job search? That's a big one. It is, and I think the answer is no,
1: you don't have to. It definitely makes it easier when you've already moved to get a job in the new spot. That's not to say that you have to, though. I've seen plenty of people apply for jobs, make it clear that they are moving. So you don't have to have moved before. You can be applying for things before you actually get there. And how good would it feel to have a job locked in before you're packing up the moving van and renting a house and all that kind of stuff? It just gives you a huge peace of mind.
0: Great security. Yeah, totally. Obviously, the only downside is the logistical nightmare of not being able to go there for an interview, having to organize phone screens. We've talked about this before on a whole new episode.
1: And we'll get to that in a bit too. That can be tricky throughout the process. But there's heaps of tips we have for you, but you don't have to move. But I will say it makes it a lot easier if you've decided that you're comfortable spending a little bit of time looking for a job after you move and you've built that into your budgets and planning and all that kind of thing, or you've got something lined up that you can do in the meantime while you get down there. And it will make it a lot easier for you to apply for things once you're already there and settled in.
0: Great. So why are employers hesitant to look at people that are relocating? Is there a bit of bias here, do you think? Oh, a million
1: percent, of course. Why do you think that might be em?
0: Mm, Maybe like they're not a local. They're probably not familiar with local companies. Not even. It's
1: just that if you've got... Local candidates who are available to start in X amount of weeks time, like compared to someone who has to move, they might be here in six weeks, they've got to sell their house, they've got to get the kids into a new school, it might take them another couple of weeks after that. There's just a lot more involved and a lot more uncertainty involved. Are they really moving or are they just like maybe thinking about moving? I think we all know people who've decided, oh, I'm going to move to so-and-so, friends have talked about it and then they don't end up doing it, right? Well, that's kind of where the hesitation comes from on the employer side is first of all, how long is it going to take? And are they actually serious about this? And are they actually moving? And it's just a whole lot easier to find someone if there's already someone around who works up the road and can be here next week.
0: Rude, because not everyone has the capacity to only start searching once they're there, right? A lot of people are going to need the security, the money. What happens if you move there and only start looking? And it takes three months to get a job. So that sucks. Yes.
1: I know. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that it's real. And I think that's what we're here for as a podcast a little bit is to go, do you want what it should be in the ideal world or do you want the unfortunate reality? And I think across the board, this is the case if someone's moving. So there are a few things that you can do to really help improve that bias and to kind of get around it a little bit. And we've got plenty of tips coming up. So definitely keep listening and don't be really put off by that. But I just wanted to give some context as to what might be going through, you know, a recruiter or an employer or a hiring manager's mind when they see someone who doesn't live in their particular state. Obviously, the bigger the move, the bigger that hesitation. The country one, like that's going to be extremely difficult for you to apply in a new country and get that before you move. That one, I'd say, is probably more likely that you're going to have to visit there or pick a date or move there first. The closer it is, the less bias there is. But yeah, we've got plenty of tips coming up at how to get around it.
0: Great. Context out of the way. Hot tip number one take your location off your resume. We've mentioned this before, and we've said that it just opens you up to discrimination. And we've talked about it before in the context of, say, being an hour away, and you've decided that you're happy with that commute, but the recruiter might be like, "Oh." But in this case, it obviously applies to a lot further distance, moving states, moving countries.
1: Yes. And look, if you live around the corner, use this in the reverse Put your suburb on there like don't put your home address for the love of god like you don't you, honestly the amount of people that see your cv during the recruitment process all the places that you've applied to they know where you live now your exact number of your house mm, weird if that doesn't freak you out it should <laughs> like indeed has your resume now forever imagine if they get hacked and people know where you live so don't put your whole address if you really want to and you live around the corner from somewhere, put your suburb. But in this case, when you're relocating, take it off completely because it's too easy to glance at that location and be like, oh, this person lives in Western Australia or oh, this person lives on the other side of the state. I'm going to keep going to find a local candidate.
0: Definitely. Talk about your move in your cover letter. This is a good way to just get rid of any discrimination right away. You're owning it. Hi, my name's Emma. I'm looking to relocate on this date. I'm looking for a job in this field so it doesn't leave them guessing if they're just looking at you going, oh my God, she's from Australia and she's applying for a job in America. Is this like a random robot? What's happening? Exactly. And it's like, did you
1: just be like, well, maybe I'll move to the US. Maybe I'll change my name. Like, are you having just a little... Let them know. Exactly. Is she serious about it or has she been in a long distance relationship for five years and finally moving across the country and her dad lives over there Like, and it's actually serious?
0: Or did you used to live here, but then you went back home during the pandemic for two years and, you know, give us a little bit of context. Exactly. And I've got a great example of this because I had this
1: literally happen a couple of weeks ago. So I saw this candidate's resume that applied for a job. They looked like they had really relevant experience. The location on their resume, which shouldn't have been there said that it was like, an hour and a half outside the city that we were recruiting in, right? So I was already like, ooh, are they going to commute? Are they moving? Kind of strange, right? Anyway, I decided to call them because I wanted to find out and we have some stuff that's closer out that way and I was like, maybe they'd be good for the job that we have on the edge of the city and that's less far from them. Called them, phone number didn't go through. I was like, oh, that's weird. Try it again, phone number instantly cut out. Like it's not even like it rang, And I was like, okay, the only time that happens is if someone's service has been cut off, if I've got the number wrong, or if they're overseas and they've like taken out their SIM or whatever. Then I read their cover letter more closely. They didn't mention being overseas, moving, nothing. What they said right at the very, very bottom, and look, recruiters aren't reading your cover letter word for word, so what I discovered after I was looking into it, it said available in six weeks and I also noticed down further in their resume they had some education that didn't have a date on it that looked kind of current that was from Singapore and they said in their cover letter, contact me via email. I was like,
0: they're overseas. Mm, they haven't graduated. <laughs> Well,
1: and that was just the hint in terms of location at where they were doing some a short course or whatever. So all of that sleuthing that I had to do to be like, do you live outside the city? Do you live overseas? When you come back, are you going to live in the city or are you going to live outside the city? I was just like, look, to email that person to find out that information, to work out whether it's going to work or not, I need someone in two weeks' time. It's already a no. It's off to a bad vibe. Correct. Whereas if they said, I'm moving back to Sydney, I used to live there, now I'm going to live in Sydney, blah, 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 and gave me some context, I can work out if that works. You'd consider them like anyone else? Yeah, I could work out if that works with our context or if it doesn't. And I think people might say, you know, we've contradicted ourselves because we said, take your location off, but then... Put your story in your cover letter and i think it's even if you take it off and they call you they're going to work out that you're moving because you're moving like yeah if it's a deal breaker it's going to be a deal breaker anyway when they find out
0: whether you tell them initially or whether you tell them after two interviews and it's a waste of everyone's time exactly so i think put it in your cover letter
1: and talk about all the things that make your move serious, the more seriously they're going to take you. Whether you've got friends there, you've got a partner there. People are kind of weird about saying they're moving with their partner. Put it in there. It helps me know that you're actually coming. (laughs) It's like really good
0: context. And you're not just heartbroken and have on a whim decided you're going to change your life tomorrow.
1: Exactly. And shave all your hair off and
0: yeah, all that, you know. Yeah.
1: It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below.
0: And on that note, we have tips how to make it seem more serious, how to give that context. So if you can set a date like we've just been saying, it's going to make it more official if you're like, hey, I'll be there on the 24th of July. It makes it sound like you've got a date, you've got your shit together. That's the day that you're moving into the house compared to I'm moving there in the near future. When's that, babes? We don't know. Obviously, this isn't always possible, but I don't know. Would you say maybe hold off applying until you know a date or a rough timeline? Because I feel like it's just too ambiguous that it's going to sort of automatically wipe you out.
1: Well, I think it depends a little bit on your situation, right? Like if you're moving anyway, like you have to for your partner or you have to for family or something else is making you move, you probably will have a date. Talk about it. Like that's going to be very helpful. Lock that in if you can. If you're moving because you want to and you don't really have a date because you kind of want the job first, I would try and set yourself a date if you can. Like, Right now we're recording this in July. I'd be like, right, in September I'm going to be living in Melbourne and I'd put that on my cover letter. That's like enough time away that it's time for you to get your shit together if they say yes but also – It's not too long for them to feel like, oh God, three months, like we're not going to wait for someone for that because we've got a vacant job.
0: Also, offer to interview in person if you can. Obviously, it's not always going to be possible if you're flying to another country. No. But if it's just a different city, you know, pick a weekend or take a Friday off, go there, kill a lot of birds with a lot of stones, go to the real estate agency, you know, do all your admin that you need to do and have an interview. Because like we touched on at the start of this episode, phone interview bias is real, doesn't mean it's right, but you just can't convey yourself as good. The thing is, if they're doing their whole
1: process on video anyway, it doesn't matter, right? But if they're interviewing other people in person, even if that's like a second round or something like that, it's going to help you be taken more seriously. I've interviewed for a couple of different roles before where we were hiring in Melbourne, which is an Australian city for those overseas and the candidate was living in South Australia and we interviewed all these other candidates in person in Melbourne and the South Australian candidate said oh yeah I'm in Melbourne pretty regularly anyway I've got friends and family there and things yep I'm you know moving that's where I'm looking to take my career and then we were like oh look when are you next here can we work out to get you in person and he really pushed for a video interview, which I completely understand. Don't get me wrong, I completely get it. You're spending money to travel, you're taking time off. It's huge. But if they're already worried about how committed you are to actually making the move, that's only going to make that worse. So maybe find out what the process is. Is there going to be a second round interview? That, you know, you could travel for that one where you're meeting someone more important and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and another hot tip is find a recruiter in your new city. This is a good one. New city new recruiter, new network, new opportunities. Let's go. How would you find
1: a recruiter in your new city, M How would you go about it? I'll Google it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Recruiters in my city. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of different things that you might want to try. Have a look at the jobs that are advertised in that city, in your area. Look specifically for the ones that are advertised by recruitment agencies. It can be sometimes hard to tell, but they often start out by saying something like my client or whatever. And they're normally really short job ads. Agency recruiters, for whatever reason, just often write terrible job ads. So don't worry about what the jobs are, but have a look at, okay, whose name has come up more than once in my specific city that I'm looking for in my specific area that I'm looking for for these types of jobs. And you'll probably see one or two people that are coming up more than once. Great. That's the person you want to find out. Then go stalk them, find them on LinkedIn, connect with them, find their website, try and call them, email them, you know, whatever contact details you can find to reach out and say, Hey, I'm moving. Here's my date that I'm coming. Again, they're going to feel that way too. All of this applies with an agency recruiter as well. And yeah, see if they've got anything for you.
0: Another tip, I like this and I would have never thought of this, so lucky we have you, is change your LinkedIn to your new location. As we know, LinkedIn is just the hub of all places for job seekers. That's where you want to be. And if your location is already tentatively changed, what's it going to do, Sarah? Well, you'll come up in searches
1: for people that are searching for that particular job in that area. So you'll start coming up in people's searches. If they're using LinkedIn recruiter, they can see where you're based and they can filter people out who aren't based in that location. There's also a section on LinkedIn, I believe, that talks about you're open to relocation. Some recruiters might search for those kinds of things. Hey, who's open to relocation? But again, it's pretty rare. They'd have to be in a really, really candidate short market to be wanting to, again, go to that extra effort. They'll try first to find someone local. So if you're changing your location to that, you'll start popping up in those searches. The other thing is, if this is country-wise, when you post an ad on LinkedIn, and I don't know what your reaction going to be to this, when you post an ad on LinkedIn, you can tick a box that says automatically reject out-of-country applicants. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, so I don't even want to see people who aren't based in the country. That's why I said that move is much, much harder than a state move. Look, that might be different across the world. People who live in Europe and things are probably like, oh my God, that's horrible. Australia is very far away from everything and it's also extremely hard to get a visa. So if you're not already here, visa processes can take months and months and months. And we're very far away from things.
0: Do you know there's currently a pile of like 200 million visas oh waiting God. to be approved? And our government is looking to approve, fast track all of the skilled labour workers because we have such a shortage at the moment that they've said they're going to send them to the top of the pile because we need skilled workers. See, and like when you're a recruiter and you need a
1: job filled, you just can't engage with this whole like you need to move and get a visa and it's hard enough when someone is in the country and they need a visa. That's still difficult. But if you need a visa and you're not even here man, like that's just going to be very difficult. So it will stop you being filtered out if you apply for stuff on LinkedIn. And I would say when most people are posting those ads.
0: Oh, I see. You're saying when you change it to the city, that stops you from being, it just, <laughs> yeah. I, the light bulb just clicked for me. Right. I was like, wow, that's so doom and gloom, they can just block you from it. But we gave a tip to counteract that. Right. I'm on board.
1: Yeah. Correct. And I don't know whether they maybe see where you physically are. I don't think so. I don't think LinkedIn is that smart. I think it'd be your location that you're based. Remember, that's going to show up to your whole network. So if you currently are at a job and you haven't told your boss that you're moving or something, that might not be an
0: option. Just unfriend them on LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah, you could. Yeah. And we have one last hot tip to bring us home. And it's a bit of a vague one. I'm going to need you to explain this one a bit more think carefully about where you live. This seems funny because I don't really think there's many people out there that don't think about where they're going to live. Maybe there is. Tell me more. Yeah. I think if a
1: job search is a big part of why you're moving and you want a great job, if you're happy to take whatever and you're moving for other reasons and you're like, I don't care, I'm not doing this for my career, who cares? Live where you want. If you're moving to a large city though, just do some research on where the jobs are based, where, what commute times are like, public transport. If you're moving countries or moving states, you may not have a car. I don't know. like All of that stuff needs to factor in. I had this situation fairly recently. Someone had moved to Australia. They had a separate kind of visa process, but they'd moved to Australia. They'd lived here before, was coming back again, as you said, Em, after the pandemic and got the job before they actually got on the plane and moved back, right? So it all worked out for them. They had it lined up. They moved back to a suburb that's notoriously very, very hard to get in and out of. Not a lot of public transport, no car. The job is like already kind of hard to get to if you don't have a car to begin with and is also very far away from where they chose to live. And in the end, the person ended up leaving the role because it was too far away from where they lived, which doesn't make sense to me because if you've got the job before you move, I think you should factor in where your job is as to where you choose to live. We have a whole episode about that. I don't think you want to like live around the corner from work, like live where you want to live, but your commute makes a difference.
0: It does. My commute is now at the huge time of 25 minutes. That's up from seven minutes and <laughs> it's been an adjustment I know I'm so spoiled. People are probably listening to me and they're like, shut up. You have no idea. I've been listening to podcast episodes on the way back from work and it's perfect because it's like a whole podcast episode. And I'm like, oh, this is great. When it was seven minutes, I couldn't listen to them. I'd get two minutes in and be like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> Save <laughs> it for know? tomorrow morning. <laughs>
1: listen to one episode a week it
0: would take me a week to get through a podcast on my commute
1: you know ridiculous do you know what I did for a while there because one of the things I struggle with is because I don't live close to you Em or the rest of our immediate family sometimes I like just think I get really busy with life and just think when's the last time I spoke to mum or like to my other sister or to dad so I would use that drive home to call someone like just out of the blue To just call and chat. A family member, a friend that you want to keep up with um, who doesn't live near you or you don't see regularly. Love that. It's a good use of the commute. The mindless commute chat. We love it. It's my favourite pastime. If anyone's seen that video on TikTok of that guy calling his older sister to help write an email for a job application. It's so funny.
0: We should reshare that on Interview Boss because that is literally me for everything. But it doesn't just apply to job hunting. It's applying for a house. It's sending an email to just a generic, like it's everything. I'm just like, well, why would I waste brain power on deciding what to do when I have two (laughs) biological attachments (laughs) accessible to me who've done this shit before? Anyway, that's all we have time for today, and that is your how-to guide of moving to a new city and how to land a job. Hope it's been helpful. Yeah, let us know if it helps and where you're moving.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our Aussie accents back on the airwaves, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts and help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss.